0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the morning rush hour world tag team champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy
2: guys. No one will take those MRH world tag titles from these men. It's Taz! It's the Moose! Illustrious champions! Right here every day on CBS Sports Radio! You know what's every day. Moose and Taz be paving the way. Talking about every sport. You know that they never missing in play. From the NBA to the end of the college games. They always bring in the knowledge. Nobody ever could try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth. Only be talking the truth. Ayy.
3: Hour know hey.
1: number two here on this Wednesday morning. Good morning, everybody. It's Taz and the Moose with you, coming to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quick and Loan Studios. Who found a better way to mortgage so you could focus on making your new house your home? Rocky Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Mike Pete, thank you. Bogish as well. 9 a.m. Eastern time, we go. Ralph Russo, Associated Press, a Little College Football, will join Taz and myself about 40 minutes from now. 855 212 4CBS, 855 212 4227. Attention, hotline fans. Thank you, Mean Gene. And yesterday, as, you know, baseball and the uh, GM meetings, not the winter meetings, but the GM meetings are being taken place. And people kind of say that's kind of the groundwork before the winter meetings. And, you know, baseball free agency and hot stove gets going. Taz, the athletic which is you know they they do a, a fantastic job in in covering sports if you happen to subscribe yeah, they to do. it they they, do. they really do and uh, they did a investigative piece you know on the Houston Astros and Mike Fires a uh, long-time major league yeah. pitcher i think he's 35 36 years of age has pitched with a numerous team, numerous amounts of teams uh, was on that 2017 Houston Astros team that went out there and won a world series and he basically told the athletic That uh, the Houston Astros during that 17 championship season uh, used a center field camera to help steal signs during that year, um, and using that technology now, (laughs) sign stealing's you know it's been around forever, been around forever, and usually what happens is, and you could see it, you know, I, 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 and it's it's hard to pick up if you're not looking for it at times because they don't want it to be over the top, but you know Nelson Figueroa when he worked at SMY. Uh, I asked him about it and we ran through some video and he would show me and pointed out the Houston Astros in terms of when there was a guy on second base and where the guy would put his hands, whether it be on his knees, on his hip, uh tap of the top of the helmet right. in terms of to signal what is coming. You, coming. Whether it be right. an off-speed pitch or whether right. it be a fastball, and sometimes you can even decipher location as well. But that's human
4: use that's using a human body, not human, technology. Not
1: technology. Right there, no, I'm right, talking right. about a human body. Right, I'm talking right. about where a guy up at the plate man on second right and he's relaying signs the guy standing on second base to the play, to the hitter up at the plate based on him reading the signs right. that the catcher is putting down in between his legs now this is completely different That's not, this is a not scenario in yeah. which technology <laughs> is being used a yeah. camera is being used um to steal signs and then relay whether it's going to be a change-up of fastball and off-speed pitch to the hitters who were up at the plate. They can't tell you the location, no, no. but can tell you in terms of the velocity of the pitch <sighs> and what's coming.
4: Yeah, basically, apparently, uh, what, 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 how it all started was a struggling hitter and, and a coach with the Astros. Uh, I don't. They haven't identified who these people are yet. Apparently, there was a camera at Mid and Maid Park, was connected to the television monitor in the tunnel, um, between Houston's dugout, the, the Astros' dugout, and the clubhouse. So what the Athletics said was that the employees, all the players would communicate with this banging on his trash can. Yeah. So if it's an off-speed pitch, that's how you signal a batter, and you could hear the sounds. Like, there's video you could find online like you, of this, and you hear the boom, boom. I'm, that's what it sounds like. You hear it. Like, when that happens, and and players are hearing it, while they're in the box from the dugout while a player or a coach is doing this on the trash can. It's insane when you right. hear it. It's crazy.
1: It is. It is crazy. And a uh, gentleman uh, by the name of uh, on Twitter, by the name, give him cro- uh, props because it's all over the place, uh, at Jamboy, J-A-M-B-O-Y, uh, test tweet out video, Astros, White Sox, that 2017 season, uh, White Sox pitcher on the mound, and you can hear the banging of the trash can uh, when it was a fastball, there was there was no sound. When it was a changeup, there was two hits on the on the uh, on the trash can, as you hear right there. And that's kind of what. And it's very very faint when you're hearing it on T. It's not over the top, but you got to yeah. remember you're listening on TV. You're not sitting there paying at the attention pl- to paying it. paying attention to it. You're not focused in on it at the stage uh, at that stage test. And honestly, watching it, if you're not listening for it it kind of just fades away. It really does. You You have to listen to it in yeah. order to hear it. Because if you just watch the video, it's not over the top where you're going to say, wow, what's that banging? Like, what's yeah, going yeah, yeah, on? Yeah. Like, it, it really – it didn't struck me that way when I watched it for the first time. Yeah. I had to watch it a couple times and really listen for the two hits on the trash can to tell in terms of when the changeup was coming when the fastball was coming.
4: Yeah, it's definitely – it's – when you watch the video and – uh What's the guy's? Jam boy, Jam boy, Jam, Jam, and and he does like his own alternative commentary. Jam,
1: I'm sorry, Jam boy, J O M, Jam, J O M right.
4: boy. He, he does his own commentary on it, and it's he walks you through it, and yes, it's explicit, so we can't play it for you. To be honest with you. Uh, but if you listen to it and and watch it, he really walks you through it. It's very, very intriguing. It's really interesting. It really is. And it's dirty, man. It's dirty. And, and you, you and I have talked about sign stealing the baseball many times, and I don't think neither of us have a problem with it. But once you get technology involved to this level, you know, where it's like when the guy throws a fastball, there's no banging. But when it's an off-speed pitch coming, you get boom, 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 boom. I mean, so the batter – and how quick it happens! Yeah, how quick that they're doing this between getting stealing it from the catcher, you know, through the technology, through the, the digital whatever wiring they're doing in the dugout, the clubhouse, from the t- at Minute Maid Park, and how quick that they're spotting it and banging on that on that trash can, and and then the batter's got to break this down as the pitcher's in wind windup. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It really, it really is. is
1: the the quickness and, and the way that they were gonna uh, the way they do it. Here's Jeff Lunau, now, uh, the general manager of the Houston Astros. When asked about it,
5: I'm not going to get into exactly what I knew or anybody knew at this point. Um, so I mean, we're just going to have to wait and 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 see what. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there will be a, an appropriate time to answer that question directly. I'm not trying to avoid it. Um, I just think at this point. Um, we are, you know, we're going to investigate it and figure out what the facts are, and then we'll respond after that. We have a lot of good players. We have a really good manager. We've got a great fan base, uh, and we've accomplished a lot. And um, I think that stands for itself. Um, I'm hopeful that you know we'll, we'll find out exactly what happened, and um, it, you know, we'll, we'll address it if there's something to be addressed, and and we can move on. I mean, we've got the reason we won the. World Series in 2017 is Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman and Justin Berliner, a lot of great players, and um, they do things the right way. And, and we as an organization, oh yeah, that's what we aspire to do as well. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I it, started banging on the table, right? Exactly right. Eh?
1: You know, and it's going to call all that into question. We'll see where this investigation goes with Major League Baseball and the Astros and what it exactly does uncover. I mean, sign stealing does come a part of it. Teams trying to use modern technology to try and gain an advantage. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I I guess is the story all that surprising? No, I mean because there's been rumors that you know maybe the Astros were doing that. Nothing to this level. I do have an issue though, Taz, with one other aspect of it. And the Astros are in the wrong. We'll see where the investigation goes. You're not. I don't think you're gonna. You know, you're not taking the championship away. No, no. But uh, but I I I'll tell you this. I do have an issue with Mike Fiers. Um, I do have an issue with the fact that you know a guy that played there that won there, that knew was going on at the time, supposedly, right? And that's what he's telling the Athletic. That didn't have a come-to-Jesus moment then, right? Mm. Uh, but now that he's an Oakland Athletic and before that a member of the Detroit Tigers – um, he's got this. Come to Jesus, I want to play the game the right way. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I mean, do you look back at your? Cha- do you look down at your championship ring? Uh, right. You know, do you? Do you? Are you going to return that then? Mm. I mean, because I, I, I do look at that as kind of being a. a, a, pa- it's, a it's a hypocrite. Well, you're being a hypocrite. I think yeah. you're a rat. Yeah. I mean, and, to be oh, honest you're with definitely
4: you- a stooge, as we call it in wrestling. You're yeah. a rat. Yeah. You know, I you're mean, right. Taz, you know.
1: because it, if you've got that big of an issue, then you don't. Then you know. You don't you don't I understand he's not relaying the signs, but if you know that's going on at the time and you've got that kind of a big of a moral issue with it at the time, then you're getting the hell off the team. No, no, he was part of that team. He was part of that team that won a 2017 World Series, right? I mean play a pivotal role on that team, but he was part of that team that, that won the World Series. So if I'm Mike Fires and now all of a sudden I come out with the athletic a couple of years later pointing this out. And say, well, I you know they were advanced and willing to go above and beyond to win. That he warned young guys that with the Detroit Tigers, guys that are you know it's not playing the game the right way. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I, I'm not telling you they. You know, careers can be lost if young players have no idea what the hell's going on. They might only get one crack, Taz, and then all of a sudden they're labeled as a career, you know, triple-A and a half ball player, and they don't get their way back into the uh, Major League Baseball. I don't disagree with anything that Mike Fires had to say in it. I do have a disagreement with this, is that... You know, he enjoyed all the spoils of the victory, mm-hmm. and now he's looking back on it, and he threw the Astros under the bus. Uh, I completely agree with you. I, I, I I've got a massive issue with that, yeah. and I think he's an absolute rat and a phony.
4: Yeah, and a stooge. Yeah, and he is. And I'm happily surprised to hear that hot take from you because I didn't expect you to have a problem with him with this. But I'm I'm glad you do because I agree with you. I why do, didn't you I, have- I don't know. I just didn't think. I just well, no, I don't know. I just I, I don't know why. I can't give you an okay. answer. I really thought didn't think you'd ever. But I'm 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 happily surprised. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I'm not. trying I'm not trying to insult you. Oh, I'm no, just, no, I know. I'm not I, taking it as at all. So, I, 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 Taz, what would I mean? What would that case
1: be? I mean, in wrestling. I mean, you think about it. You oh, played division two yeah. I know it, it happens. happens in wrestling. This I know. I know it happens all the time. And 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 Mike get blackballed. Yeah, that's the point. Here's my thing. When I want Mike Fiers to be a part of my team now, moving forward.
4: No, you can't trust him. I can't trust him. Can't trust him.
1: I'm not saying every team's yeah. cheating, but say if something goes – is Mike Fires then all of a sudden going to be running to the next reporter to tell him about it?
4: If somebody's taking something in the clubhouse, to, uh, some sort of a PED, okay? And, again, I, I'm just, I just talk about this all openly, and it happens. I don't care about drug testing. I don't care. Yeah. These guys are pro athletes, and a lot of them are doing whatever they can to get an edge. So there's things that happen in the clubhouse or the locker room that are completely private. How do you trust this guy? if you're around him if you're if you're sharing a clubhouse with a guy like this, you can't trust him you can't you know and that and 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 you got to have that trust uh, in a locker room with an athlete you need to have that trust you know what i mean you got to have that trust
1: i don't disagree with you and i guess my, i would look at it i would say uh, i would say uh, if you're mike Fires now you come out with this now you're going to say this or well, well, then what is next and and i get and and some of this stuff i mean is insane right i mean the nationals according to the story were warned before the world series you know, when you step into that ballpark, it really anything goes, right? And that, you know, there there were allegations that there was even a person relaying signs from the train that runs above the left field <laughs> line. I mean, <laughs> think about that. I mean, can we, you know, I I uh, mean, from using flashlights, we heard about the whistling story with the Yankees oh, yeah, 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 that yeah, they yeah. were hearing whistling from the bench. And the Yankees were complaining <laughs> about that. I mean, I, I get it. it, it you know, there is, a, there is a guy standing in the batter's box. The idea that he's looking up at the left field train right after before a pitch is going to get thrown <laughs> as the guys are ready to throw a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. Sorry, I mean, Taz, that's bordering on insane. That's insane. It I really mean, that's just,
4: insane. It just makes me laugh. I mean, you have to the have the eyesight of great.
1: Superman, by the way, too.
4: Well, that's how a lot of these guys are. They vision, no, they're I, I, guys are vision. They are hand these guys. These baseball you know
1: what players. I mean, that's, yeah. not, that's yeah. not, like, it's not like you and me staring at Baladi and Bissegli across
4: <laughs> the way. You're looking at a guy that's like 400 feet away. It's like we're... We're here and we got to spot something on top of the Holland Tunnel from right. here, exactly. <laughs> you see that, yeah. I think that's an eagle. No, yeah, I think it's right. a falcon. And by the yeah. time
1: you <laughs> decipher what the sign is, the pitch is by you. I know
4: exactly. It's like that's far, man. Yeah, I know. This is uh, it, it's bad for the Astros. I mean, it is, it's just bad. It's bad for baseball too, but it's bad for the Astros. It looks really bad for them. Well, it
1: is bad for baseball as well. It's, it looks terrible on the Astros, but it looks bad on Major League Baseball. But Taz, you know, as, as you looked at it and you talked about. Pd players looking for an edge teams are gonna look for an edge
4: oh of course yeah.
1: and 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 you could say well it's cheating it's not right and I'm not saying that it's right but teams are, if you think the Astros are the only team that is doing this or doing or having this kind of a complex thing where they're using cameras I mean there are a lot of people that look at the Dodgers what the Dodgers how they hit at Chavez Ravine as compared to how they hit on the road and look at some of the splits of individual players, and say, "Look how much better they are on the, at home as compared to on the road." Something must be going on there. There are teams that still signs left and right. Yeah, I mean, they do. Yeah, now, right. this is obviously a complex scenario where they're using a television camera and they're banging on a garbage, garbage can. can. That's
4: crazy. I mean, think about that's that. like they go from like it's actually it's really who gets that job, by the way. Uh, yeah, I know. Like who's by the is way? Is that the Bat Boy? <laughs> Listen, you got to make sure you grab the bats and batting gloves. And oh, by the way, take this one bat and hit. The garbage can when we tell you. I hit it now, Johnny! I mean, like, like I mean, it, it, it. they go with something so detailed technically with pulling a satellite feed, you know, a, a digital feed of the camera crew, of the camera from Minute Maid Park into the clubhouse, a separate feed gimmick from in between the legs of the catcher to hitting a garbage can. I mean, crazy. and it's like you laid out before. When you just hear the garbage can thump, or you're paying attention to it, you're like, "How does no one hear that and pay attention to that?" But with all of the nat sound, the natural sound in the big stadium, right, and yeah. the game going on, the announcers talking, you don't pay attention to it.
1: No, you're not listening. It's it. unbelievable. It like disappears. Like really? it goes into the. It's like yeah. an ether it goes into the air. It, it completely disappears. It's amazing. It really is. But we that John Boy video that's out there from that White Sox Astros game. The White Sox pitcher, whose name is slipping my mind, is on the mound. After about five pitches... He calls his catcher out, and if you—oh, I, I heard, I heard, you it. You read his lips, and he's like, "They're stealing our blank signs." Uh, yeah, they're
4: stealing it right. And you, yeah, he knew right. He picked he knew up right it. away. He did. He goes. You could see, read his lips. You could hear him. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good stuff. That Jam boy, Jam boy guy, He's also got the full audio of your boy there. Uh, what's his name? The skipper Virus? of the Yankees. Oh, oh, uh, with, boom. With the Savage. Yeah, the Savage is in the box. Yes. Got the full audio. It's great. It's a stir. It is very, very good. <laughs>
1: Uh, we'll come back with your calls. 855-212-4227. What's your take on the athletic story with the Astros? Do you believe it's cheating? Yeah, well, it is cheating. Are you okay with it? Do you think it's wrong? What do you think happens? Do you look at that 17 championship series a season differently? Want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Taz Moose on a Wednesday morning. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio.
4: baseball legend Frank Thomas. You're listening to Taz and Moose on the CBS Sports
1: Radio. All right, Taz and the Moose with you here on this Wednesday morning. If you're on hold, hang in there. We'll get to your calls at 855-212-4CBS. And CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, of course, is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Twitch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more. On your car insurance. Oh. Uh, yes.
4: Yes, yeah, I think that <laughs> glimpse uh, went by my head. Uh,
1: uh, Bogish, good morning. Hello,
5: Moose. Hello,
4: Taz. Uh, I think it's too much of the song. We're doing this too much. Well, everybody wants a show. I mean, <laughs> I'm dirty. sick of it already. Uh, we'll do it two out of
5: three. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Here's your report. It is sponsored by Geico. That was funny. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. Then in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. We knew the college football playoff rankings were changing after losses from Alabama and Penn State last weekend. How much change was the question? The tie dropping all the way to number five. The Nittany Lions go from fourth to ninth. LSU is now number one after beating Bama. The Tigers followed by Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia. Minnesota all the way up to number eight for beating Penn State. Kentucky stay at number one in college hoops. will be short. The Wildcats embarrassed at home by Evansville last night, 67-64. Those Purple Aces had never before beaten a ranked team on the road. They did it last night. Behind 18 points from KJ Riley, 17 from Sam Cunliffe. Number 2, Duke, pounded Central Arkansas, 105 54. Number 14, Oregon, down number 13, Memphis, 82 74 in Portland. And number 21, Xavier, fought off Missouri, 63 58 in overtime. The LA Lakers found themselves down one in the fourth quarter in Phoenix, then got hot from three. LeBron dribbles
2: towards the rim, kicking Avery
6: Bradley, right corner. Kuzma for three. Good Kyle Kuzma buries
2: back-to-back threes, and the Lakers lead by seven. Those aren't boos you're hearing; that's coos you're hearing.
6: John Ireland on Lakers Radio: two threes wow. from Kuzma, one from Thanks LeBron. Sure that, yeah, suffering cap- that for us, mm-hmm.
4: Captain Obvious. That's right. a one
6: twenty-three, one coos, fifteen victory at the Suns. Kuzma scoring <laughs> a season-high twenty-three. LeBron nineteen points. The Suns
1: have no fans.
6: Eleven assists. <laughs> no. The Blazers lost in Sacramento 107-99, the Nets losing in Utah 119-114, and the Sixers snuck past the Cavs 98-97. Cleveland didn't score for the final three and a half minutes. As you guys discussed last hour, the NFL is scheduled to work out for Colin Kaepernick Saturday in Atlanta. He'll also meet with teams, but we don't know yet who will be there to watch and chat. (laughs) The league office also finalizing the schedule for Saturday, December 16th. Texans Bucks will play one Eastern, Bills Pats at 430, Rams Niners at 815. The San Francisco Giants hired their new GM on Sunday. They found their new manager yesterday. It is Gabe Kapler. He replaces the retiring Bruce Bochy. Kapler fired last month after two seasons running the Phillies. Cardinal Mike Schilt and twin Rocco Baldelli are your managers of the year. And from the NHL, Colorado blanked Winnipeg for zip. The Rangers got by the Penguins 3 2 in overtime on a goal from rookie Capo Caco. Guys? All right. All right. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that. Well, well let's,
4: uh, we're going to head out there. We're talking about the Astros and about stealing signs. Let's talk to Joe. Joseph. Listening on uh, SiriusXM uh, in Houston, Texas. Joe, you're on with Taz Demus. What's up?
2: Hey, man. Good morning, guys. I'm good not on. doing good, man. What's the matter? Not doing good. What's the matter? Dude, we tanked. We we tanked for years to establish some picks and get this team together, and to find out that they had this scam. I mean, everybody cheats, right? Some yeah. way, some yeah. way, yeah. Some form, but this is just low, man. This is like. It's low. It's tainted. It's a tainted champ. I hope they're listening. They they're hurting people out there. I thought they I thought Altuve was really good, right? But little did I know he knew every time that little fastball was coming. Bregman, like I I'm like really disturbed about. Yeah, but
4: this. Joe Joe, hold on a minute. So you're, I'm assuming you're a, a big time Astro fan for a long time, right?
2: Dude, Nolan Ryan, Jose right. Canseco, we go back. DCO, listen, I mean all of them.
4: Listen, don't listen. Killer I'm B's. telling you right now, like th- these players. Yeah, these guys, Artuvian, these guys, these guys are all still really good players. Yeah, it, you can't look at them like he's not a great hitter, or you know, because they, he knew it was coming. That's part of Wait. the game, dude. I mean, it is why dirty.
2: Cheat why cheat? Because they, they want to win. Man? Because why they want. be
4: I'll tell you why. Because they want to try to solidify the win, better yeah, than just battling it out like everybody thinks pe- teams do. They, that's why oh. I'm, not, I'm not condoning cheating, but they're all cheating. You said it yourself to some degree. This was a blatant thing. This was like you know, uh, uh, but I wouldn't look at I wouldn't look at a player on the Astros, any of those hitters, like they're not good hitters because of this. I, I would not do that.
2: Uh,
4: I hope uh, I made you feel.
1: I, bad. I, uh, I feel so, I feel really sour about this. Well, Jose, I mean, I, I we can understand you feeling look, that any way.
2: Any of us are good if we know a slider's coming, right? If you know it's going to be outside of the plate and and Bregman's going to crush it. I mean, it's, well, it's,
1: hold on a second. Location was – you can't determine location. They're talking about pitches. Just off-speed. The off-speed pitches. You're, you're talking about change-up or fastball. Yeah. Yeah. off-speed. I mean, yeah. that that's what – you cannot buy a banging out of a garbage can. Can't tell you inside <laughs> or outside higher yeah. low. three so bangs means three, it's a knockable.
2: Three gongs, you yeah. know, I'm sure they could figure it no, out. They they, no, they're out not doing team.
1: that. Then it's like – then I feel like I'm at a concert. Yeah. And I'm like, I who's just, got the drum kit in the background? <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> <you> know, they're, <laughs> not,
2: they're not doing that. And
1: listen, I get it. We – you can understand it if you're an Astro fan. Yeah. The last thing you want to hear on a Tuesday afternoon in November, as you're getting over the disappointment of a blowing a three two series lead in the World Series, Taz, is people calling into question your accomplishment when you won a World Series in 2017. I get him being upset. Of course, I get Astro fans being upset because that's so don't you want to hear? You don't want to head off to work today, as you're a big Stroh's fan, and say, "Man." Nice job cheating your way to a championship. You know, uh, does, that, does that title deserve an asterisk? I mean, no one wants to hear that because you're a fan of the team. You want, to, you want it to be on the up and up. You know, was this completely on the up and up? No, it was not. But do I think this? Do I think the Astros won that World Series and won that title last year just being based on sign-stealing, Taz? I do not. No, but I I personally do not. Do I think it helped them? I think it helped them. I think
4: it helped them immensely. I do. I I think it did. Let's go out to Oakland, talk to TW, listen on 680 AM. What's going on? You're on with Taz and Moose.
2: Well, you know, first of all, I normally don't call in on Andrew Bogus appreciation.
4: Appreciation. Right. Okay. uh, Hmm.
2: Hey, listen, I lived out in Texas and clean up for about 20-something years. I'd always make the trip down south. We got a little bit of respect because of the Nolan Ryan factor in Houston. But what they did is, is illegal. It's not a, a, a guy sitting in or looking from the dugout and trying to take a sign or whatever. That's legit cheating. But when you resort to uh electronic means,
4: right, technology, uh, I, I just technology, think the team right. From Palo
2: all the way down should uh lose a couple of picks, be fined. Uh and obviously you can't put them on on probation, but they should be fined and should lose a, a couple of picks. So I'm talking fine. They should be fined.
4: Well, we lost you, but a couple of million dollars, I would think, that'd be fun. Thanks for calling T.W. It was a good job. T.W. Uh, broke out twice. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I missed the Andrew Bogus comment. Uh, and he then... called
4: it Andrew Bogus Appreciation it was a Day. It
1: Andrew Bogus.
4: Yeah, that was good. It, it was, was pretty good Andrew job. Bogus... I every day here I was is like, Andrew what? Bogus Appreciation Hello? Day. Let's be honest. Every day. I was in the bathroom with Barry Trotz. <laughs> How much they're going to find? They got to find themselves. a couple million dollars, right? Oh, do think? I think so. Gotta be right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, and how big of an investigation does this need
1: to be? I mean, you already have it's guys breaking down video. You have Mike Fires that basically <laughs> ratted out the entire organization. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we can investigate. Now it. it's and interesting. I, huh? All right. Now,
1: one guy, your manager, now Carlos Beltran, That's my guy, right? He was a part of that Astros oh seven, yeah. it's two thousand seventeen team, and he said he was unaware of any of that. Of course, he's smart. Well, uh, but I mean, I get it, I understand. But even if you know, it,
4: you know, I don't know how much after fires ride out. I don't know how many guys are going to flip. <laughs> hold there. on, wait, just think about that. He's saying I'm unaware about. It. There's a guy in the dugout banging on a garbage can. Well, no, hold on, <laughs> but that was a regular season game that
1: was a regular season game against the White Sox. Right. There was nobody in the building. You know, it's, you know, that That was not, we're not talking about ALCS game, you know, against the Yankees. We're not talking about the World Series that year against the Los Angeles Dodgers. I have not seen that video yet. I want to I see that. If they're banging on a garbage can in the World Series, I want to see that video. Is that come out yet? I have not seen that no, video. No, uh,
4: I bet you they'll, they probably changed it up to different things to be small. Well, maybe they did. It'll do a loud noise one, I mean. That, well, I mean, it would be
1: distracting you got millions of people i mean what is the world series average 14 15 million yeah, viewers yeah. i mean all of a sudden you're sitting there watching the game and you're hearing a, you know banging on a garbage a drum, can yeah. in the background a drum in the background but uh, that's my point i don't i don't know if you're gonna get that video i don't know if that's coming out and beltron was added. Uh, listen maybe maybe it's a scenario there where he got added at that stage i think on right around july 31st i believe he got added to the astros did he not I don't know the date. Yeah. I believe he did. How would I know the date? Uh oh no no. I'm thinking I'm confusing trades. The Yankees traded McCann to the Strohs. they traded Beltran to the to the Rangers, right? Yeah, that's And then he signed. Yes. I'm I'm mixing up my teams. I'm, team. looking it up I'm right mixing now. up my Texas teams. Oh. All yeah. right, Sorry.
4: A little confusion there. Yes, Cleared right. it up. Well now. we're always on this show. You you're gonna get facts. And if, if something's not a fact, it's going to be cleaned up in about well, I'm gonna try 15 and, seconds. Well, I'm going to try and clean it up as best as I can. Literally, maybe seven seconds it gets cleaned up. Well, how big of an investigation is this going to be? No, it's a joke. We just did it. We just we just investigated it, and we solved it. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, we did. I don't know. That's it. I mean, uh, you know,
1: where, they cheated badly. <laughs> now, do you think, Do you, uh, 10 years from now, when you think about the 2017 Houston Astros, mm. As we'll all be pontificating as you're smoking a cigar, uh, out. Hopefully, in your, I'm not
4: sitting on the street.
1: No, no, no. You won't be sitting on the street. You'll be in your backyard and no your know. pool and the and all the waterfalls that you've
4: talked about before. M- yeah, uh, I got to start shutting sh- some of them down. It's getting cold. No now. doubt. Well, they'll freeze over, right? Well, I have a heater in there. I don't want to get into oh, that, but okay. I have a special heater. for anyway, heated water.
1: Here. When you think about the
4: 2017 strolls, are you get to th- be thinking about the fact that their cheats are their world champions. Uh, it's not going to tarnish it for me, unless. Unless there's more stuff comes out and there's like stuff going deep into the playoffs about it, like you know, like yeah. they they found they did other ways. But as of it stands cheating.
1: right now, if nothing of other significance comes out, right, and maybe something else will, but as it stands right now, is is of, of what we know is what was an athletic piece. Are is it then? Are you going to look at the Astros seventeen run differently and look at them and say, well, they're undeserving or they cheated their way to a title?
4: Um, or are you gonna look at him as a deserving champion? I I'm gonna look at them as a deserving champion. I, I, deserving champion. Yeah, I tell- don't I don't like I said that. Let's call it that. I don't um, I you know I don't look at any of these batters that are on a team as lesser hitters because they knew what was coming. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is hit a baseball in pro sports. It really is. Um, I'm sorry, it's super hard. And I, even if you know it's coming, it's hard as hell. You know what I mean? I mean, I know these guys are pro-elite guys. It makes it a little bit easier. No, it's not going to tarnish nothing for me with the Astros. It's really not. Unless there's like a ton of it coming out. But if it just sits the way it is now, I'm good. Sits as it is right now.
1: We're going to chat with Ralph Russo. I'm going to agree with you. We're going to chat with Ralph Russo, Associated Press, talk a little college football. The latest CFP rankings are out. We went through it earlier on the program. We'll get his thoughts. We'll look ahead to all the college football this weekend. The big matchup, Baylor and Oklahoma is one of them. Uh, It's Taz and the Moose on a Wednesday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports
4: Radio. All
1: right, let's get into a little college football, shall we? Ralph Russo covers the sport for the Associated Press, has joined us before. Hey, Ralph, Taz and the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning, bud.
3: Ralph, what's up? Good morning, guys. All
1: right. Uh, you know, Ralph, a lot to get into it with you. Did you have an issue round two here of these college football rankings? Uh, did you have an issue with uh, you know Alabama being at five ahead of uh, ahead of Oregon ahead of Minnesota? Do you think there should have been more of a precipitous drop following their uh, loss to LSU? How about the latest and greatest with these CFP
3: rankings? Yeah, I was actually surprised that they had dipped all the way down to five. I kind of thought the committee was going to put them at four because. The committee tends to genuflect to Alabama. Um, uh, you know, so I was a little surprised to see Georgia there, but I think, I think that was, uh, I'll put it this way. If you're a person who looks at Alabama and says, Hey, you know, they seem to get the benefit of the doubt all the time. Uh, they haven't really played anybody other than LSU. There's no doubt Alabama is really good. I mean, I was at the game on, <laughs> on Saturday. They are. You know, I'm sure easily, you could easily make the case they're one of the four best teams in the country, but they haven't necessarily proven it elsewhere. I think putting them at five sort of defers to the idea that listen, again, talent wise, this is clearly one of the four best teams in the country, but they haven't accomplished a lot. And I also think it it positions them in a way where it's not out of the question. In fact, I think it's probably likely that they get passed, that. That the Pac-12 champion, if if Oregon or, or Utah just wins out, has a big win in the Pac-12 championship game against one another. Um, if that sets up as an eleven and one, eleven and one matchup, uh, plus you have a conference championship, it gives the committee an excuse to sort of bump Alabama. I, I think the more fascinating thing was Georgia sitting there at four because it still keeps this you know this two SEC team thing very much alive. If Georgia wins out. And LSU's only losses in the championship game, the SEC championship excuse me, the SEC championship games to Georgia. I think you're going to end up with two, uh, two SEC teams again. It'll be really hard to keep LSU out of it if it's only losses to Georgia. It's, it's 12 and 1. It's beaten Texas and Auburn and Florida and Alabama on the road and, 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 you know, a stumble at Georgia at the end there. So I think that the SEC, thing is still the two SEC teams is still very much in play. Uh, Georgia could get eliminated by losing another game, uh, and, and Alabama is not in a, as good a shape to make this playoff as I thought they would be.
4: As it, Ralph, as it stands right now, is what they put out last night: with LSU at one, Ohio State at two, Clemson at three, Georgia at four. Speaking on Georgia on four, do you have a problem right now? Georgia sitting eight and one. Do you have a problem with them at four? Or would you, do you think it should be another team, like an Oregon or Obama or Bama, whoever? You you're okay with Georgia at four?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I, at first it startled me a little bit, and I thought, well, you know, that's a team that lost to South Carolina. South Carolina's got four wins, and it's probably going to end up either a four and eight or five and seven team. But if you look, the committee's history, and it's not a very long history, is, you know, you can take up a, a quote-unquote, you know, bad loss. Or well, you can lose to a team that's not particularly good. There have been teams, plenty of teams, that have made the playoff and lost to a team that finished with a losing record. The Clemson team that won a national championship a couple of years ago lost to a Syracuse team that ended up losing only, winning only four games. Um, one year Michigan State made the playoff, and they lost to a Nebraska team that only won five games. Oklahoma's made the playoff losing to a Texas team that only won five games. So if the the game is close, even if the opponent isn't particularly good, they will sort of give you a mulligan there. And Georgia does have good win against Notre Dame, pretty good win against Florida, and they seem to value the wins over the losses. So as much as it surprised me a little bit to see it when I first saw it when it first came out, because I was anticipating Alabama, if you sort of step back and look at it, it makes sense considering what the committee has done before.
1: You know, Ralph, Taz and I got into this conversation earlier, and they've got two big tests here moving forward. But how about the job that Matt Rule and Baylor's done? He's done a remarkable job. But the point being is that could could you see a path here where an undefeated Big 12 team is not part of the national semifinals?
3: No, I I think that they will – you're right. They've got a couple of big games coming up against Oklahoma and against Texas – and I think that they would be they would they would vault ahead of a lot of teams. I understand you see that and you see them sitting, I think they were at twelve or thirteen last night, and it's easy to sort of go, wow, they're gonna get buried, they're gonna get locked out of here. But I I suspect if you go undefeated, right now I think what's holding Baylor back is they didn't play anybody very good in the non conference schedule. You know, Baylor was sort of scheduling to be bowl eligible this year. They weren't and they've always sort of been a little light in the non-conference. That's going back to their days with Art Bryles. So they were thinking, listen, we, need, we have a team that's rebuilding. We need to get bowl eligible. We're not going to test ourselves too much in the non-conference. So They didn't have a very good non-conference schedule and they've also had I think it's four wins by a score or less and three of those have been by one or two points. So they've pulled some great escapes here. I think the committee is probably tempering their enthusiasm for Baylor because of that but I would say again, if they go undefeated, they'll they'll squeeze their way in there. Now it may make some, for some interesting conversations if those top four teams all end up winning out or or come close to winning out. Uh, but I still think that if they go undefeated, they're not leaving a power five conference champion out if it's undefeated.
4: Ralph, let's uh, let's talk about Minnesota, who's sitting, who moved up, and, and after that big win on Penn State, they're nine and zero. They're sitting in the 8th spot right now, I mean, it's interesting to see if they could potentially eventually jump into that top four because, you know, they could win out here. They got a tough one coming up against Iowa, uh, you know, uh, at Kinnick, and Iowa's a tough team, and Iowa's no pushover, but, you know, uh, Minnesota making a lot of noise. Do you see a scenario where if they win out that they could potentially, you know, I know Ohio State's in there representing the Big Ten, but could they potentially crack into that that top four?
3: Yeah, you're right. See, they're probably even in in as good a shape or better than Baylor. Than
4: Baylor, right.
3: Uh, Yeah, I think so. I mean, A, obviously they're ahead, but they also, you're right, that game against Iowa this week is tricky. Yep. Iowa's got a very good defense, not much offense. They also play Wisconsin at the end of the year. And, you know, Wisconsin's been pretty good. They have, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we've kind of forgotten them, but Wisconsin's been pretty good. And, of course, at the end, if they can get to that Big Ten championship game, If you have Ohio State sitting there undefeated, and you're the team that beats Ohio State, again, it's going to be very hard to make an argument to keep you out. Uh, Certainly, if you get there undefeated, I would even argue that Minnesota could stub their toe somewhere along the way. They could lose a Kinnick this week and then recover, beat Wisconsin, go beat out Ohio State, and still be very much in the mix. You know, there's a lot of potential here. There's a few of these teams that still have to play each other, so you know it'll kind of work itself out. But I do think there's a lot of potential here to be in scenarios where you go, oh, boy, we have a few too many teams here that we could make an argument for. You know, because, again, you talk about the Georgia-LSU scenario where LSU loses the SEC championship game and still is looking good to get in. Well, What about a situation where we just talked about with Minnesota and Ohio State, if they're both undefeated, could the loser of the Big Ten Championship game also have a, ch- also make a case to get in? You know, Baylor could conceivably win out. So you could right, end up right. with a sort of a chaotic scenario here for the committee. Now, usually these things work themselves out and there's a few losses along, along the way, but there's definitely, you know, a blueprint here where you could end up with five or six or seven one lost teams.
1: Yeah, and Oregon being one of those teams, you know, and Taz and I talked up a little bit about the Ducks and the job that Mario Cristobal has done out there in the Pac-12 here, Ralph. I mean, Oregon's one of those teams, too. You know, they lost, you know, you know first game of the year to Auburn. Auburn's taking on Georgia this weekend. That's going to be a doozy of an SEC battle, uh, you know, down at Jordan-Hare Stadium. What about the Ducks' path here to the national semifinals?
3: I, I, I suspect, and again, you have these other sort of Outlier scenarios where you end up with a couple of Big Ten teams with, you know, with one loss or a couple of SEC teams with one loss. And that complicates things, no doubt. But I think Oregon and even Utah right behind them are sitting pretty good. You don't need a ton of chaos around them. If they can, if those two teams can keep winning, set up a big Pac 12 championship game with a couple of 11-1 teams, I think they're in pretty good shape that if just a couple of things happen ahead of them, they grab that fourth spot. Now, Oregon's, you know, you talk about Auburn. Auburn's in the middle of all of this because they play all these SEC teams. They haven't beaten any of them yet, but they still play Georgia and Alabama. So they could do some work to help eliminate some of these SEC teams. But the SEC teams are going to sit there and say, wait a second, we beat Georgia. Auburn beat, excuse me, we beat Auburn. But Auburn beat Oregon, so if I'm Alabama and I'm sitting there at the end of the year and I don't have a, a whole bunch of good wins, but I'm 11 and one and I beat Auburn, and I see the Pac-12 champion which lost to Auburn, uh, that's going to complicate things, I think, a little bit. I, I, same thing goes with Georgia, which has, beaten, which, which has already beaten Auburn and LSU, which is or, excuse me, which plays Auburn this week and LSU, which already beat has beaten Auburn. So Auburn's in the mix on all of this stuff. And, and I think that it tethers the SEC to the Pac-12 in a way that doesn't necessarily benefit the Pac-12.
4: Ralph, what's your stance on, uh, you know, because you know, we all do this, you do this, we do this, we're all battling trying to figure out, you know, which four teams will be in at the end, which four teams, yada, yada, yada. You know, as far as expanding the college football playoff, I mean, uh, what's your stance on that? Would you like to see that?
3: Yeah, I would very much like to see, and I think it's probably inevitable. I think right. at a certain, I think at a certain point, the the revenue that will bring that it will bring in the expanded revenue piece. Uh, I, I also just don't think it'll happen very quickly. Uh, you know, this contract with ESPN for four runs through twenty twenty six. it trust me, it's not ESPN that's going to hold them back. ESPN will be more than happy to have more playoff games. Oh, if They course. wanted to do it sooner. Yeah. But I also think that there are logistical issues as far as when you play, where you play, how you structure your regular season. Um, not to mention dates have already been set for these you know, championship games. I think that there's enough work that would need to be done to expand it that it can't happen or probably won't happen soon. But if you're looking at expanding in 2026, well, that gives them enough leeway and enough runway to do all the work you know set a new contract and have this thing go in motion i think that the, the expansion talk will really ramp up in a couple of years because that's when the work is going to start to have to be done
1: ralph russo associated press joining taz and myself here on this wednesday morning on cbs sports radio ralph couple two quick thoughts on two games this weekend number one georgia auburn sec game we know georgia's in that top four right now can auburn upset the bulldogs on sunday on Saturday.
3: Yeah, uh- yeah, I think they can. You know, it's, it's hard to see a path to Auburn scoring a whole bunch. They've been playing around this freshman quarterback, Bo Nicks. I They're clearly they're limited because of him. They're a, they're a run-heavy team, and Georgia's defense has been the best in the SEC. But I also think the way Georgia plays offensively, they're not as explosive. They're very good, and they've got a lot of talent, but they're not quite as explosive. That gives Auburn a chance to sort of hang around and maybe steal this game, especially in Jordan area. It could be really – one of the best home fields in the country. I mean, the place can really get rocking at times. So I could certainly see Auburn. I just get a funny feeling. It's more of a gut feeling than anything else, that Auburn is going to win one of these two big games it has left. Either Georgia or Alabama, more likely to be Georgia, I think. But I just get a suspicion that Auburn's not going to just go without winning at least one of these games. They've been in the other games, and I think they're going to get one. And Georgia to me seems the more likely one because Georgia is not going to play as explosively as Alabama.
1: Ralph, we got forty seconds left. Sunday morning, when people wake up, is Baylor still undefeated? Do they take out Oklahoma and Waco on Saturday night? I think
3: the end is. I think yeah. I think the end is coming for for, for Baylor I, again. I, I think that they're pretty good. Matt Rule's done a great job, but they've had so many great escapes, and I just think you can't keep continually pull that off. Uh, really, the worst case scenario for the Big Twelve would be. Baylor loses this week and then wins in the pack in the Big Twelve, or excuse me, uh, Oklahoma wins this week and then Baylor uh, le- wins the Big Twelve championship game. I think it hurts the Big Twelve in general.
1: No doubt about it. Hey Ralph, we appreciate the time. Thank you for the time this morning. Have yourself a good Wednesday. All right,
4: Ralph. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Take you care.
1: Ralph Russo, Associated Press. So you know, laid out a number of different scenarios there, Taz, and how and how this. Uh, you know, could play out. He, I, I was surprised. He said he was surprised that Alabama was uh, not four.
4: Yeah, I know but they're sitting at uh, five. I know, I know. Me too. No, it's it just—I wish this, this expansion of playoff would happen quicker. But Ralph's right? It's not going to be for a few years. Twenty twenty-six. Oh my God, I can't
1: take it. Yeah, another seven years. of This task, you and I together. Yeah, it'd be funny for what we're we'll talking about together. I don't know.
2: CBS Sports Radio.